Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power, hour Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound. This is episode 424, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker, joining me as always, Big underscore Bane as he is. Aiden, that music very nicely. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, you're a master on the switches. I'm a master at a lot of things. Are you? No. Um, no definitely not. Not, not knowing what color singlets Bret Hart wears. <clears throat> uh, you know, I, <laughs> we we talked about that actually when we stopped recording. I was like, you know, I can't find it, so I'm probably wrong. And then I was like, it it's probably just me remembering that figure, thinking that that happened in real life. So oddly enough, after hearing the show. A good friend, Tier One, Travis Fowler, hit me up. He goes, "Do you think he's talking about this?" And I will look it up and I will show you possibly where the confusion came in. So Bret Hart wore a at the '96 Survivor Series is kind of when he almost like made like a return of sorts. He came back from filming that TV show that he was trying to make, you know, a, a, a hit and kind of returned to wrestling. WCW had offered him a. A deal, and so like no one knew for sure if he was going to come in or not. But he um, he showed up at the '96 Survivor Series and wrestled Steve Austin, and he wore this singlet, and it's trimmed in orange, very vaguely, but it is. Now that was probably not what you were thinking, but here might be what you were thinking because Mattel released a. Um, it was that figure I showed you last week. It was not. It was a different one. They just released it. And um, the orange is more highlighted. So when you see it, it seems more orange. That's the figure they made. So it definitely has more orange to it. But I don't know. Like when you said orange and black, I thought more Taz. And I'm like, the, yeah. well, Brett wouldn't have worn that. The, <clears throat> the single I'm thinking of had like zero pink. So it's obviously just a figment of my imagination. Um, but, um, well, it's good to know you're just insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I can, I can, if, if I made money off of how many times I've been wrong, like I would be a freaking bazillionaire right now. So, I mean, it's, it's no shock to me that it's I was like the Mandela effect, right? 
Yeah, except it's just me. So it's, it's just, just your I'm, own I'm an idiot. And Bane, right? Bane's world. Yeah, it's it's a the Bane effect, I guess. Uh, you're just wrong. <laughs> 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 um, Did you? Uh, I saw this TikTok the other day uh, where these guys were talking about Mandela effects. Do you remember those popsicles that they were like Flintstones? And they were orange, and you'd push them, and it would be like ice cream almost. The Flintstone pops, yeah, yeah. Do you remember what those were called? Push pops. Yeah, see, I thought that too. That's what they said. They're actually called push ups. Push ups. And no okay. one like recalls them being called push ups. Everyone always has called them push pops. Huh? Isn't that weird? Kind of a Mandela effect a little bit. I mean, not as yeah. weird as like Sinbad being in a movie. All of us remember that never happened. But you know, yeah. Do you know there's a whole movie based on the Mandela effect, and they they mention like uh, the Berenstain Bears and the Monopoly guy and things like that. We What's the Monopoly it? guy one? That he had that he had a monocle. And he's never had a monocle. That's right. Yeah. Well, I, you know where I think that one comes from? Ace Ventura. Maybe. Because he's like, and you must be the Monopoly guy. And that guy has a monocle. Yeah. And it seems like, okay, yeah, that seems right. But yeah, he never did. Yeah. It could. It very well could be. Anyway, what's that What's that movie called? I can't. I think it was just called Mandela or something like that. I can't, it, I can't remember. I think it was on Hulu is where we watched it. But it was like some thriller horror type movie about that. And it was just can't be as stupid as you would think it would be but oh i'm um, all about that yeah it was a it was fun shit man well speaking of that i i discovered something that was not new at all but it was just the most amazing thing i've ever seen so i sent it to you and i sent it to travis and homage posted it was like because they'll do that sometimes like you know 21 years ago today 23 years ago today and so they posted 23 years ago today which i did the math was 1999 and it shows fabio which mm-hmm. is, we know, like the guy from the, I can't believe it's not butter commercials. Yeah. And romance, romance novels. Yeah. He was like the model, the male model for most romance novels. I know nothing more about the guy other yeah. than that, right? And his name's Fabio, I guess. I don't even know if that's his real name. But apparently he was on a, some theme park somewhere and he was riding a roller coaster. I can't even say this without laughing. It's so funny. He's riding a roller coaster and like they show him get on and he's all excited and happy. And then he comes back and his face is full of blood. <laughs> At some at some point during the ride, he got hit in the face with a goose. <laughs> so did the goose fly into him? Did they just collide midair? I, I like what are the odds? Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely bad odds. And I question I have is it's got to be his blood. I mean geese are pretty effing big. Well, that's what they according to Travis because he said I shot it to you. You had no idea. I didn't either. Yeah. Travis is like I remember this being like on the news, like when this happened. Yeah. And apparently it was his blood and the goose's blood on his face. Oh, my God. And, like, and so what's even funnier is he goes on, like, the talk show circuit talking about how dangerous roller coasters can be because you can get hit in the face with a goose or any other type of bird. Although I've never heard of that happening ever before. No, I mean, that's it's it's about as random as you driving down the road and a freaking bird running into your windshield. You know what I mean? Like. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's it's random. I've never actually had that happen. I've I've heard of people having it. Yeah, it's happened to me before. But I mean, not like 17 times, right? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's It's very rare. It's as random as that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something that you need to be like, hey, watch out for birds on the highway. Right. You know what I mean? Because like most of the time they know to get the hell out of your way. Right. And so that's why I wonder if like the bird was just mid flight and just, I mean, it happened I'm, to hit him. Sure. And there's two people on either side. Yeah. But it got him. Yeah. And I'm like, is this funny if it's not a random B list celebrity? Yeah. 
You know, yeah. Like if if George Clooney got hit in the face with a, a goose, I'd be like, oh damn, that's kind of that's crazy. But if like you I'd know, still laugh, I would George too. Clooney. But it's not as funny as Fabio. If it was right, yeah, any, any, yeah. Fabio making the news for anything is funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if it was just a random person, I'd be like, damn, that's that sucks. I just thought that was so funny because I was like, what a random like yeah. piece of trivia. Yeah. Like imagine being on Jeopardy or like who wants to be a millionaire and you have to call a friend because you're like, well, I don't which B-list celebrity got hit in the face with a goose while riding a roller coaster in 1999. I don't, dude, I don't even think he would be B-list, man. I think he'd be like D-list. Right. Because I don't. Is he an actor? What is he? I don't think. I mean, I think he has acting credits, but I think he's. I know him from the commercials and the romance novels. That's literally I, all I know. I him think from. when he's been casted, he's been casted ironically. Like, I don't think people have been like, Fabio's the perfect role for this guy. I think it's like they're casting him because it's Fabio and it's funny. Like he might be in like scary movie. Right. Like something. just some bullshit role like that. It's not going to be, he's not going to be the main actor of any movie. So I think if he's a celebrity, it's like D list. So it's like, he's the guy that like in the movie, there's a big fancy party. He's yeah. the celebrity it's, yeah. at the fancy party. Right. It's like, you got Fabio? Like any, and he's playing himself. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, like I, I always think of like a Ocean's Eleven mm-hmm. and that movie. Brad Pitt is teaching celebrities how to play poker. Yeah, and the celebrities are like the girl from Charmed and the kid from Seventh Heaven. And right, the dude from Seventh or uh, from uh, Seventy Show, and that's funny because like one of the most famous actors in the world is teaching, you know, B list celebrities how right. to play poker. Just right, very very ironic. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that shit was just so funny. <laughs> I was like, so if you guys haven't looked it up, go to homages uh, Instagram page and just because you don't see the goose actually hit his face, which that's another thing. Someone identified the animal. Yeah. Was it him? Like, or was it the people next to him? Like it had to have been like somebody else because it, he, it, it probably just came out of nowhere for him. I'm well, it had sure. to. Have. Yeah. I'm sure he, he didn't had, even get a hand up. Yeah. He didn't even know what the hell happened. Just got hit in the face. <laughs> I wonder like how quick it was because yeah. a roller coaster is approximately like a minute long, right? Yeah. What minute, if it's like what if it's like the first hill? You have to go through that whole thrill ride, just gushing blood all over your oh, face. That would Broken nose. Yeah. I mean There goes his white button up <laughs> shirt. <laughs> oh gosh. So watch out for roller coasters, people, especially yeah. for Fabio. Yes. <laughs> all right, we got some wrestling talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Big underscore band, we got quite a bit of wrestling talk here. Uh, we're going to start off with, I think, one of the most uh, sad stories we have. This week, we lost the one and only Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. Yes, we did. Kind of unexpected. I mean, I guess it wasn't unexpected when he actually passed, but, um, you know, he fell and broke his hip. We I think we knew that at the time. And uh, they said the surgery from the broken hip led to three heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Or no, I'm sorry, led to a blood clot, which led to three heart attacks. And I think, if I remember correctly, Chris Candido died of something similar where a blood clot basically caused him to die through surgery. So I guess it's a relatively common thing. Yeah. Um, led to three heart attacks. He didn't actually die, but his family eventually had to uh, make that decision to, you know, uh, pull the plug more or less. Sad deal, man. I mean, I think this week, especially, I think it's a big reminder of how influential, you know, Razor or Scott Hall was as a performer, right? Yeah. And, you know, for me being a fan, man, like he, to me, I feel like he, this has been the first big blow to my childhood. Yeah, I you feel know, the same way. I mean, it's 
like we've had guys like you know paul Dorf passing and and a lot of these other guys that like we kind of grew up watching but they were also like early in our childhood this mm-hmm. is the first guy that i can even think of remember that has like i felt like i grew up with him you know mm-hmm. what i mean and, and even like guys like brian pillman you know owen hartley who passed away when we were that age they didn't really hit as hard as like somebody like scott hall is like hitting right now because it's like legit grew up with that dude man like and we saw his vignettes yeah saw his vignettes i mean we watched him all the way till he went over to wcw and then eventually came back to wwe as it with the nwo and like every one of these saw his hall of fame speech i mean this is like the first big big loss that i can think of and man it sucks because like i think even travis said it and i was like yeah i used to do that shit too like he's the reason why i started like walking around the toothpick when i was younger you know what i mean like and it's just uh it's one of those sad deals man dude is razor ramon the coolest wrestler of all time like let's just be honest absolutely i mean like so they're and i i didn't want to like shoehorn my shit on twitter during all this because i didn't it's not fucking about me and my music but there's a reason why i made a song about him you know what i mean like i legit looked up to him you know like legit looked up to him loved that guy and i will forever love that guy like just legitimately one of the coolest characters that anybody has ever come up with and and i'm aware it's based off scarface but like i felt like he turned it into his own thing absolutely and it's it's he even going back to scott hall when he just transformed into scott hall and became less of a latino guy you know what i mean like he carried that charisma and that fucking coolness with him wherever he went and legitimately like no one is cooler than him did you see that i think it was a gif but it was a video it was was him in the ring it was like on a nitro and he's doing a promo kind of doing a scott hall move Mm -hmm. and it uh, looks like a beer or some soft drink comes and hits him right in the head and, and without even missing a beat, he just pulls the hands and yep. kind of does the hair. And it's Fixes just like, it up. Like, dude, that guy is so cool. Slick AF. And my favorite part about that one particular clip is just how long the camera stayed on him watching him. It was like whoever was in the back in production was like, this is fucking gold. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, it was a good 10, 15 seconds of that one camera angle just focused on Scott Hall. And it's like, that's amazing. Oh, here's another thing. And this is a weird one. Like... Who had like, like the vest really before Hall? I'm sure guys wore it, but like after nobody him, wore it like Scott Hall though. But that was like the cool thing. Like yeah. everybody wanted a vest. Yeah. After that, and it's such a random piece of attire for like entrance gear. Well, and what's what's so funny about that? So Austin had his vest. Yeah. Austin's vest and Scott Hall's vest are two totally different types of vests yeah. as well. Because like, uh, Scott Hall's vest is very much like a. Um, three-piece suit vest yeah you know like whereas scott like i don't even know what you would consider austin's because it doesn't have any kind of like a motorcycle vest maybe yeah okay leather yeah that would make more sense so two totally different types of vests where scott hall's is like a dress vest and again like nobody can wear that like he did even i know his son cody has worn it and Mm -hmm. it's like it doesn't look as good on him you know even though they basically with except for him being bald they look identical you know um but it just, there's something about wearing that vest. It just looked amazing on him. And especially like the blood, which I never really understood why he had all that, but it looked amazing. I'd always heard they said that was because um, his transition, he didn't know what to wear. Mm-hmm. He couldn't wear the razors anymore. So he's like, the razors cut through, now it's blood. 
God dang, that's brilliant. Isn't it, though? Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I actually like that gear. I did, too, yeah. I hated the fact that he went to WCW. Yeah. Because I was such a, quote-unquote, Razor Ramon fan. Then, of course, fake Razor, that whole deal. Yeah. And I remember being like so like, oh, my God, he's coming back. He's coming yeah, back. This yeah. is and then, you what know, a letdown. Rick Bogner walks out and he's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Well, and I think that's living proof right there that like, there's only one Scott Hall. Absolutely. You know, and like no one can no one can do that. But yeah. I mean, there's so many things that he did. Like, I don't even know what you would call it, but he always did it. He'd get in the ring and he'd kind of pull his hands in. Yeah. And then go to the big pose and the pyro would hit. Like, what a cool thing, right? Absolutely. Well, dude, I, I even think of, like, his his little catchphrases and the things that he would do. I mean, he was the first guy I saw do the suck it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't the, do the, the, the spooky fingers. The spooky fingers. But, like, yeah, the uh, the crotch chop, he was the first guy I saw do it. You know, and then uh, DX did the the, crot, the X. But, like, he was the first guy, and he was like, down where? Down here. You know, yeah. doing that whole thing. They and just then, popularized it. Yes. And... And um and then he had the he made he made survey says cool <laughs> or a simple phrase like hey yo yeah yeah and it's like just going back and watching all that stuff from WCW I mean it was just like my God simple shit and you just make it awesome I remember his Hall of Fame speech was one of the ones I was really interested in seeing because he's so like what's Scott Hall going to say? What's Razor yeah. Ramon going to say? And I remember it was very, very short. Yes. Almost ridiculously short. Yep. And one of the writers, I guess, that was working at the company at the time was assigned to Scott Hall. And basically he said, there's no time. They're just, you know, I'm there to help him with his speech. If there's things he wants to get in and mm-hmm. I basically help prepare it for him. And he was like, well, in my opinion, these things are way too long. Yep. So I don't want to be up there for a very long time. Yep. But in those four lines, you know, that he says, yeah. like, my God, what a, what a freaking moment. And the fact yeah. that I played everywhere, I saw that all over Facebook, yeah. TikTok. Everybody quoted it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a shirt now. I mean, less is more, right? Well, less is more. And, and it's it's also, um, it's it's a credit to his, his genius mind that he was able to come up with something. And even before he passed away, like you could almost feel that those were like immortal words. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I feel like that's something that's going to be carried on forever in the history of WWE and and just pro wrestling in general. It really is crazy. And almost kind of like when warrior passed, you know, like when he said those last few words, it's just like, yeah, the fact that, I mean, he died the next day, which is very, very, that's bizarre. still some, that's still a little bit of, spooky to me you know yes i mean because he like that's the first time he'd been in a ring for wwe since well yeah. like 96 it, it almost felt like kismet a little bit like yeah. it was like you know the the universe coming together type of thing yeah because he put the the mask on which was like mm-hmm. his paint and his jacket and stuff and then shook the ropes even though not as hard as he once did yeah. but it was, still, it was like wow and then the next day he's dead like yeah what yeah what the hell just happened here but yeah man i think with um with Razor passing, I think the the only good thing that came out of it is like, and this is a first time in a long time we've seen a lot of clips of Razor Ramon. Yeah. And really makes me want to go back and watch like the 93, 94 era stuff to see more of his stuff, I guess, if that makes sense. Dude, I saw a, just a highlight reel of that match. Uh, I think it was the first ladder match he had with Sean. Which which one was the one that wasn't the unification? Was that, that was the first the, one? That was the second one. Okay, so I saw that at the second one. My God. That like that looked like it was really good. They were just showing highlights of it on TikTok, and I was just like, I don't remember this match at all. I think it was the SummerSlam one. Sean yes, in the green pants. I think so. Yeah. It, it seemed like Razor was the bad guy in this one. Yeah, um, like the heel. And so, 
um, just just some, the stuff he was doing. It seemed pretty heelish, but um, but it did look like such an incredible match. Like I want to go back and watch that. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. Um, I don't know. It's just definitely a weird, weird thing to think. Like, wow, he's he's gone. You know, like like you said, such a huge part of our childhood, and um, you know, a guy that we saw. I mean, also too, we seen we saw the redemption, right? Because we saw yes. him. We saw moments of him at his absolute worst. Yes. And then to see him, which is something you and I both never wanted to see. You know what I mean? And I don't think anybody did, you know, but I I feel like we can say the same about guys like Jake the snake, you know, and it's like a lot of these guys have had a really low points and it's like, we never wanted to see that happen to these guys. But I'm glad he didn't die in that low point. Me too. Me too. I'm glad he was able to get the hall of fame and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and still be like, so I know he was doing a lot of guest spots at the performance center, which I, you know, when I was there, I would love to have heard, stories from scott hall just to pick his brain for five minutes yeah could help your career out immensely well and then also too you hear the funny stories about how he used to rile people up which i think is hilarious i guess like when he came in in 2002 bully ray shared this i guess he came in he said, hey the dudley boys what's going on guys man i love your finish can't wait to kick out apparently that was a catchphrase of his like yeah. he said that to james storm yeah he said yeah. it to a lot of guys which is, is hilarious you know it's <laughs> just such a funny thing like which and, can't wait to kick out of it yeah i mean it's one of those things where like as the guy on the receiving end it's like how do you not get upset about that? Well, but, but it's almost it probably catches you off guard. You're like, right? What the hell did he just yeah, say? Yeah. And then you know, I don't want to spend the whole show on on this, obviously, but I, we have to talk about this. Is there a better stunner than the one Scott Hall took at WrestleMania 18? I love that. It's debatable if that's not the best stunner. Stunner. I mean, I know The Rock took it how he took it, mm-hmm. but no one's taking it like Scott. The Hall. height that he got on that pop up, my goodness. Well, and like in that match, I think he took three. And the second one, he just stood straight up and was like wobbling, yeah. and like bobbleheading. And then Austin hit him, and then he sprung up. It was just like, my God. Yeah. That's fantastic. Incredible. Yeah. So, so good. Um, so, uh, other news uh, Queen Charmel has been announced for the Hall of Fame. Congrats. Yeah. I didn't expect that one. I think it's a yeah. cool one, right? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things like uh, she, she deserves it. I, I definitely think she deserves it. I was still kind of holding out hope for China uh, to get her own personal induction. But I, I kind of feel like that's probably just not going to happen, you know. Sure. Um, but I, I'm happy well, for Charmel. I think they're also, I mean, they're inducting Vader this year. I don't think they like to have an entire panel of people who have passed away. That makes sense. So I could see. I think China will come. I think that yeah. definitely needs I hope to happen. So. I hope so. Because, I mean, you know, petty, stupid stuff aside, she deserves it. Yeah. But Charmel's not one I really thought of because I think she's more of a valet. Is Miss yeah. Elizabeth in? I don't think she is. That I don't know. I feel like she deserves it. Yeah. So, but I mean, I agree that Charmel, like that was not one I was expecting, but yeah, but she had a pretty huge role. She was with uh Booker T during his entire world championship run in WWE. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I and mean, she started as a nitro girl, yeah. you know, like I don't think she had no real business being as good as she was coming from that, in my opinion. Yeah. And now she helps Booker run reality wrestling. So yeah, I mean, she's, she's done a lot of things for the industry. So yeah. I think that's a cool thing. Uh, control your narrative, boy. This is something we can talk about. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you sent me the, uh, I don't know the uh, the Fight Club rule book, I guess, as it were. Can I? I mean, I I, I know I, I don't want to dog on your pal while we're here, but like, don't base your company off of Fight Club. Like, that's, oh yeah, it's not a good. That's idea. corny as shit. So okay, well we'll kind of dive into that. I'm a huge fan of EC3 personally. Yeah, Michael Hutter. I think he's a great dude. Um, and I won't go into the details, but he stood up for me in a time when he did not have to mm-hmm. in a very, very major way. And that will always, 
always hold like I'll hold him to a very high regard because of that. Yeah. Um, so I like the guy personally. Here's my thoughts on this. I think it's one of those things where it's like we have to be different. We have to do something different. And so I think that's where this came in. The the whole CYN control your narrative. I wasn't sure that was the best idea for a name of a company, but that it's, was it's not. But it's that's again, hey, neither was TNA, I thought. So here's here's my issue with the name control your narrative i feel like it um i feel like it you know pigeonholes you yeah into a very certain group uh with a very certain mindset doesn't really it doesn't really scream um you know anybody can be here so i mean my thought on the name of that because he was posting control your narrative before this was a company yes i thought it meant like I'm sick of other people controlling my career. That's how I took it. And that's, that's how I took it initially too. But so like here, here's, here's a perfect example and it's going to take me just a second to get to it. So just bear with me. Um, Pete Davidson right now is dating Kim Kardashian. Yes. Who is Kanye West's ex ex wife. Yeah. There's this huge beef going on between Kanye West and those two right now. Kanye West is like harassing Kim, oh, yeah. stalking her. I've seen bits and pieces of this. Literally going off the effing rails. He used a phrase the other day to try to explain his side. And he said, I'm controlling my narrative here. So it's basically saying like, I'm a psycho, but. But here's my side, you know, and that's, that's, and that's why I get like when he, when they signed Austin Aries, I was like, oh, fuck this. You know what I mean? Cause Austin Aries is like. 100% on the batshit crazy side. And, right. And so it's like, it seems telling to me that this is what, like, this is, this is the route they're going. And it's like, I feel like they're pigeonholing themselves. And you're, you're putting a product out, whatever your thoughts or opinions are, it's for one side. Yes. And that's not a good idea. And, and I feel like when your whole, whole company is based around an ideology, you know what I mean? That's a negative thing. Well, I remember um, years ago, there was an independent show in Oklahoma called Christian Wrestling Association. Terrible. Right. And it's not that it's like, you know, like. I got nothing. I got no, nothing right. against anybody Christian, but just don't base your shit off that. Right. And I and I see a lot of companies that kind of do that when I think it needs to be like, honestly, world wrestling entertainment. It's not it's not and, against any person. Well, and that's just it. Like, elite wrestling. like I got, I got no issues with anybody's political views. You and I both know that like, uh, Vince McMahon is good buddies with Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Like, but the fact that like Vince McMahon doesn't come right out and just spit his bullshit, you right, know what I mean? Right. Like it helps, you know what I mean? I think it, you can have your political agenda, you can have your views, you can have all of that, but you need to like keep that in the background and hidden. Well, that, and that's why I don't put anything out there right because at it, all because i'm like it has nothing to do with your wrestling product right or my podcast yes like, it has nothing to do with me so and like i i think in austin aries has already posted crap about like unvac being unvaccinated and crap like that mm -hmm. and it's like who gives a shit right wrestle that's it right, you're a good performer right you know like or i mean he was also real big on uh what are they, what are they, um, veganism veganism yes and i'm like i don't have a problem with someone being a vegan yeah but if i eat a piece of beef jerky and you're looking at me like i'm a psycho like we're gonna have a problem right you know so 
And that's that's just it. And like in I I don't I don't know about Killer Cross. I've I've heard some things about him, but I haven't seen anything myself. I was actually a big fan of Killer Cross. Yeah. Um, Braun Strowman. The only thing I know of him is that he's just said some stupid shit. Sure, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, I just think he's a seven foot tall doofus. Is what I think <laughs> of Braun Strowman. Um, again, I got nothing bad to say about EC3. I just think the whole idea behind this of, you know, you are in control and it's like, it's probably a bad idea, bud. You know what I mean? Like somebody needs to be in control. Well, and then the rule, the fight club rules were kind of odd to me, I guess. When I saw that, I was like, okay, like, so, (laughs) and here's another thing. When you say you are in control twice, those are the first two rules. But then rule number five is like no super kicks, no topo topo suicidas. <laughs> like yeah, it's like no Canadian destroyers. Yeah, so are they in control or are they not in control here? Well, it, you know, it's kind of like I remember one of the first UFCs. The big thing was like, "Welcome to the Ultimate Fighting Challenge," because that's what it was called—that Ultimate Fighting Challenge. Yeah, there are no rules. That was a big thing. Yeah. There'll be no eye gouging, you know, like <laughs> right. no, no fish hooking, no groin shots. And it's like, well, actually I think groin shots were legal early, but I mean, that's my point. Like there can't be no rules and then, yeah, you can't poke the eye. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I don't know. And obviously that MMA has evolved to what it is now because, you know, yeah. early on it was very much in a position where it was being looked at as being banned. Cause it's like, this is a legalized bar fight, you yeah. know? But it had to evolve as a sport. And now yeah. it's, you know, at one point it was hugely popular. Probably not as much now, but yeah. at one point it was a big thing. With this, I feel like that's their idea. And, I, and I'm and i kind of waiting out to see what happens. Because I want anyone to be successful if they can be successful. Yeah. But I don't know if this is necessarily. Because Killer Cross just signed with New Japan. I saw that. So I don't think this is a full-time thing. Yeah. This is probably just something they're trying. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to see anyone go belly up in, in I, pro wrestling. Yeah, I, I got, like, I got no ill will towards these guys. But, like, I just I, I feel like it's a there's negative connotations that go along with that name. Sure. Well, I mean, and like I, we were talking about that the other day. I was kind of like, well, you know, it's kind of like with, with WWE doing all this business in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's, that's icky to me. But also, too, with that, because I thought about that, too, like, that's once or twice a year. Sure. You know, this is like, but it's funding. This is their brand, but it's funding everything they're doing. Like they made more off the 10 or so Saudi trips they've done than like the first 30 some odd WrestleManias. So it's funding them. And that is like, you know, like that's kind of, it's cringy, right? Because you hear all these guys like, Oh man, I'd wrestle for free, but they don't. They sure take that Saudi money. You know, it's, I don't know if that makes sense or not. It's just, it's cringy to me. Yeah. I get it. Because obviously, like that one Saudi show, they didn't even mention where they were. Yeah. Because of all that negative oh, yeah. you know, hype that had happened at that time. Well, because so. it was, they went there like, what was it, two weeks after the uh, government like straight up publicly killed a journalist or some shit like that? That was, that was the Shawn Michaels return, was it not? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and he was the guy that's like, oh, I'm never returning to the ring. And then. And that's, that's one of those things where like it, because I've never, I think I've watched one of those Saudi shows. I don't. I don't go out of my way to watch those. I think I, the last. Uh, I say. I, I think I've watched two of them all together because I watched the recent one, Elimination Chamber. But like, those are one of those that, you know, viewership be damned. They're contractually obliged to be there now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for like the next ten years or some shit like that. Yeah. So yeah, no one forced them to sign that contract. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm. I'm just saying. Like those are one of those things where like it's regardless you know what i mean like it's gonna happen yeah um but i i think also too like 
I mean, I, I think anybody that has and is dealing with that amount of money, there's a little bit of blood on your hands. You know what I mean? Of course. Like, let's let's not act like the cons are innocent. You know well, what I mean? Well, not, yeah, right. And that's and that's any wrestling promotion. You can't tell me there's not some shady, underhanded business practices right. happening right. You know, somewhere. Um, but I just I with WWE, it's more out in the open. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's obvious what's going on with them. Um, but no, I my my whole thing with control your narrative is. If they would have just been like, you know, EC3 wrestling or, you know, whoever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah I think I, I would have looked at this a little bit different, but like, I feel like when somebody says like, I'm controlling my narrative, that's like, when you're the good guy, you don't have to tell people you're the good guy. Well, that, and that was my thought too, because I'd never actually heard that other than EC3's yeah. promos and him being, you know, I think a guy that was let go, goes to TNA, becomes a star. They re-sign him and then still do nothing with him. Yeah. Which is odd because he seemingly had all the tools. I, I've i literally only heard that phrase from people who are trying to cover up the fact that they're pieces of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's why it's rubbed me the wrong way this whole time. Well, and that makes more sense because <laughs> yeah. I'd never heard that, right? Yeah. So I just assume it's just a phrase he made. Yeah. And, you know, Braun Strowman's not the most popular guy. I, isn't he the guy that said something like, he was the guy that trashed all the indie wrestlers. Yeah, for not making any money or something. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you talk about Kim Kardashian. Didn't she release a video of, like, people need to go to work? It's like, bitch, have you ever had a job? <laughs> you know? he, he, well, right, yeah. Which, actually, she's a she's a pretty badass lawyer right now. Well, and I, I'm sure, but I mean, yeah. but family money. Her dad was a lawyer. Of course. You know, her yeah. dad was O.J. Simpson's lawyer, yeah. you know, so, yeah. like, it comes from money. It's a little easier to get through all that of shit. Course. Not to say that she didn't work hard for law school, but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right, so... I don't know. It's just a just a wild thing. But you know, who knows? Who knows what will happen? I will say this: that company will give us material for a very long time to talk about. Yeah, because we didn't even actually read the the rules, did we? We did not. So let me, because I know I sent the sent them over to you. Let me pull them up real quick. So this is why we call it Fight Club. If you have not seen it yet, rule number one: you are in control. Rule number two: you are in control. In, in all caps, that's why I yelled. Yes. Uh, three, fight. Well, I think he uh, I think he yelled in the movie, too, but, yeah, uh, but yeah. I digress. Yeah. Uh, three, fights in when you tap out, get knocked out, can't stand or quit. Sanctioned matches can end via pinfall. So right there, let's 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 dissect that one. I did not know that these weren't like regular matches. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like they're going to have, quote unquote, fights in quote unquote matches. So a little similar to maybe like raw underground or before that Josh Barnett's blood sport, very much raw underground vibes here, uh, which I, if they would have given raw underground a chance, I feel like that could have been something. Yeah. But I, I think as it has to be its own thing, it, sh- it shouldn't have been part of raw. It should have been yeah. something on the, excuse me, on the network had bra- that had brawl for all vibes to me. Yeah. In my opinion, dude, but just it, like, wow, what the hell is this? But it was worked, you know yeah, what I mean? It was, but it was just not good. Um, Number four, standard professional wrestling rules apply for sanctioned matches. Uh, chaos ensues in the Project Pit. I, I want to know more about the Project Pit. I assume that's probably like the, the fight club. Probably. You know what I mean? Uh, number five, here's where it gets interesting. No hashtag super kicks. No hashtag tope suicidas. No hashtag Canadian destroyers. So those moves are banned. So the interesting, and this is something that I did find interesting. So somebody asked EC3, what happens if somebody does this? He said, if uh, the referee sees it, you're immediately disqualified. 
So they're just treating it like a low blow. Mm. So like guys can do it, but just don't get caught. Similar to like the Bill Watts rule, mm-hmm. you know, like I mentioned that before to you, like, um, you know, his thing was like, you can't come off the top rope. You can't throw your opponent over the top rope. That's yeah. a disqualification. But if the ref goes down, anything can happen. Which that's, it's not necessarily a bad rule, but like it's, it's not the same as a low blow. No. You know what I mean? And I think that's why it's like, hmm. you know what I mean? Like I, I like the fact that there are things that you just can't do. And like, but you you can do if you're a bad guy and you can get away with it. But like, it's everybody does super kicks, and I know that's their point. But like, everybody does super kicks, so it's it's not like it's a big deal. Well, it's, I mean, but WWE bans pile drivers, right? So right, is it kind of the same thing? But no, WWE just legit bans pile drivers. You know, but, like well, you right. just cannot and, do them, right? And so, but that's where it's kind of weird. Like, if if they hadn't said that, would anyone have even noticed? No. And then, uh, right, I think that's the thing. And uh, boy, they already got shit from the Young Bucks for that. I'm sure you saw that. Oh yeah. Um, number six, the fight isn't with your opponent; it is with yourself. The fuck does that even mean? That's a weird one. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest; I don't know. That sounds like a Bill Beanusism to me, if you ask me. Um, you know, Beanus better than I do, I guess. Yeah. Uh, number seven, fights will go on as long as they have to, which is a Fight Club thing. Yeah. Sanctioned matches hit their times. So that's a little uh that's behind the curtain. I a little feel behind like. the curtain. You yeah. know, like I, I don't know. I don't I don't unless, have an there. Unless <laughs> unless by that he's saying like, you know, there's a fifteen minute time limit. If you go past fifteen minutes, it's a you know it's a draw. It's a draw. Could be. Um number eight, if you want to control your narrative, you have to fight. Again, very fight very club. fight club. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say to all that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have nothing. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a wait and see, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I heard they had a TV deal. I don't know if that's actually actually a TV TV deal, but they're yeah. going to be streaming it somewhere. I think they've had one show. Yep. I have not heard a lot about it, so we'll see what happens. I guess we will. Um, Cody Rhodes made some news this week as he. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been pretty well announced that he has signed with the WWE. Mm-hmm. Possibly has been for a couple of weeks. Um, we all saw this coming, right? Of course. Thoughts? Cannot wait to hear that Stardust music, man. You think so? Cannot wait. It's going to be a year or so from now, but I can't wait. And, you know, that's going to be the first thing everybody makes fun of them about. You know, they're like, what? The- Stardust is back? What the heck? You know, just to get that stupid ass pop from the crowd, you know? Well, apparently a lot of people were kind of giving crap online to Bret Hart and Jeff Hardy for possibly going. We'll talk about Bret Hart in a second, but Jeff Hardy for sure going to AEW uh, because they were like, well, how he left, you know, he kind of went to the crowd, mm-hmm. acted a little erratic mm-hmm. to more or less get his release. I, I Here's my opinion. I find nothing wrong with that. No. Look at Ali. I mean, he's he, been trying he to get. He can't get his release. Yeah. He can. He's been trying for what? Several months now? Yeah. So, and so what is he doing? Nothing. Do like, what you got to do. I So I don't see any fault in that at all. I think that's a weird uh, misconception. But with Cody, um, I still have a hard time wrapping my head around this. And again, we haven't heard an official like reason. I'm sure once he's full on back in, we're going to see him on Broken Skull Sessions. You know, we're going to see him in all the places to probably Pat McAfee to blow up the story. Yeah. Why did you leave? After more or less starting this company, right? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't there, but he was he was a big part of it. 
you know, one of the things I heard was, you know, he wanted to be able to book and be a part of the creative process. And over the last few months, Tony Khan's kind of taken more of that over. I'm sure he had influence, but of course, you know, at the end of the day, Tony Khan's writing the checks. Yeah. I don't fault him there. So you up and leave and go to another place where you're also not going to be a booker. Mm-hmm. I, does that make sense to you? Or is it just like, I still think it's, I still think it's one of those things. If the reason he left is because of creative control, I still think him going to WWE is just, at least he knows his role. Yeah. At least he knows when he goes to WWE, he's just a guy. You know, he's just a cog in the machine. Whereas I feel like in AEW, it was more or less understood he was more than just a cog. Yeah. You know, he was a big part of the machine. Hell, he might have been, felt like he was the battery of the whole damn thing, you know, keeping it running. Yeah. But like, whereas in WWE, he's well aware he's just a guy. He's just a wrestler, you know? So maybe that's what he wanted, you know? Maybe he didn't, or maybe. You know, he lost booking power in AEW, but people still kind of saw him as the guy and it was pissing him off, you know. Maybe. I don't know. It's a weird thing to to wonder because we don't really know. It just it seems like money is always a big factor. Yeah. I imagine in AEW he was going to be able to do whatever he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see any issue there creatively other than you're not actually booking the show. But all in all, like, it's just... um, but also, too, I was, I was mentioning this to you before we started recording. You had said a long time ago there's going to be something big on the first guy that jumps ship. Yeah. The jump ship back yeah. to WWE or goes to WWE. Yep. Do you think it's because he wanted to be that first guy? It could be. But I, I, I think that doesn't... I feel like it's not a good look for him, though. No. You know what I mean? Like it, Because he was already a WWE guy. You know, I feel like a big shot. And I still don't feel like it's, it's the biggest shot to AEW for Cody to go back. I feel like, I don't think it's really even thought of right now. People aren't thinking about it. Not like that. Anyway, like this is a big shot to AEW. I feel like a big shot to AEW would be an AEW guy. I still don't really look at Cody like an AEW guy. You know, I feel like like MJF would be a bigger one. MJF. Kenny Omega would be the biggest. Yeah. You know, or even Hangman Page, they would be the biggest. But Cody is he got his fame because of WWE. So it's not like it's not like a homegrown talent to me. You know what I mean? That would be like um Scott Hall, you know, saying forget WCW, I'm going back. Or doing what Six did. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. go to WCW for a year, come back to WWE. You know, I mean it's just Yeah. I think it's, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like Cody, he's technically the first guy to jump, but like I feel like it's not as big of a deal as if it were to be, you know, somebody else. Well, yeah, I get that too, but at the same time, like he's not the guy I expected to jump. Oh, definitely not. And that I think is like, whoa, holy shit. I, ex- I expected it to be very similar to what they did with Jericho and it'd be like a mid-card guy, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a Brian Cage or a Hobbs, you know, mm-hmm. and they take one of those guys and make him a superstar. Right. You know, but. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like WWE's in that position anymore to make someone a superstar. I think they very well could, though. They could, but Absolutely. they haven't. Well, they haven't really had an opportunity to, though. They haven't. They've had, had more than enough opportunities to make someone not a star. With competition, they have not. Okay, but like, look at the guys that they have that they've like really made I a feel star like in a couple of years. Adam Cole. They had opportunity. They didn't. 
I feel like they did. There's a reason why he like went over back over to AEW and was immediately a huge deal. No, well, he, in NXT, and I'm talking WWE. You don't think NXT counts? No, because that was Triple H's deal. I mean, 2.0 probably does, but yeah, 2.0 is a, another Attitude Era PG porn place now. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense or not, but it just—I mean, I, I get it. It's different because it's—it it wasn't Vince; it was Triple H. But like, I, I mean, I still look at the same because it's the WWE umbrella. So to be fair, if Adam Cole showed up in AEW from Ring of Honor, if that was a thing, and there was a gap because they didn't exist when he signed with WWE, mm-hmm. but. If that had happened, I think it'd have been a bigger deal, in my opinion. If he went straight from Ring of Honor to AEW, not a bigger deal. It would have been a big deal, though. I don't think it would have been as big as what it was. It was pretty big. I mean, he showed up in Brooklyn. You know, he had a big pop from that crowd. People knew who he was. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it could be, but I feel like NXT really put well, a lot more eyes on him. It sure, it did. Yeah, um, I mean, you get the whole WWE fan base on him. Yeah, but speak. You don't have this written down, but I wanted to bring this up. Jericho officially started calling himself and his new Jericho Appreciation Society sports entertainers. Great heat. I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. It's fantastic. I mean, it take the one term everybody fucking hates. Yeah. And use it. Genius. And, you know, honestly, Jericho doesn't get credit for this. I think his thought all along was, I want to build stars. Would Sammy Guevara be a star without the inner circle? Yeah. I mean, I think he would, but I don't think he'd be ready to that now. Yeah. Uh, same with like Santana and Ortiz. He really gave those guys a lot more eyeballs. Oh yeah. So the fact that he's doing that with 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, mm-hmm. good for him, man. I think that's awesome. My, my biggest question is he clearly did get the copyright for that. Mm-hmm. So can WWE not use that term anymore or have they never used that term? I think they've always used sports entertainment. Have they not? But have they never called their competitors sports entertainers? They always called them WWE superstars. You're right. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's just me spitballing. I don't know, but well, but that that would make sense. So I, okay, so I guess it, I guess it just works then. So that, that's super. I mean, regardless, it's super smart on Jericho's part. I it, think. It's smart on his part, but it's also one of those weird like you mentioned it before, like in the MJ, MJF CM Punk promo where mm-hmm. they can't not mention WWE. But he here's my thing that I'm I'm okay with. So like the whole basis of the NWO when it first came about was they were ex WWE guys, right? That was the whole basis about it. That's why Hogan was the third guy, and yeah. that's why Macho Man ended up joining up. Then it of course went off the rails. Buff Bagwell, Scott Norton, yeah. And I love me some vicious and delicious, of but yeah, of course it went off the rails. But like this whole thing with them, the Jericho Appreciation Society, which I hate that name, but you know it's works um but like i don't think it's supposed to be good i think it's just yeah, supposed to be bad it's yeah and it like i said it works but they're all like technically xwwe guys i don't know how long danny garcia was there but there's pictures of him in 205 live floating around i think he was just an extra though. and it might maybe it was but like 2.0, 2.0 was, was there signed, yeah jack swagger and jericho all those guys former WWE guys so it works that they're all calling themselves sports entertainers yeah and it makes perfect sense. Well, I think Daniel Garcia is very technically sound. And didn't he cut a promo something like, you know, I was worried about waist locks and this yeah. and that. I need to focus on being a sports entertainer. Yeah. I think that's great. I would I would love it if, like, uh, Danielson would join up with them. Yeah. Like, I mean, he would be a perfect guy for that because he's such a, like, technical superstar. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, Brian Danielson, what was funny is I remember I was telling some people when he was in WWE, I'm like, I never expected the best guy in Ring of Honor to be hugging Kane on Monday Night Raw. Right. But that happened. 
He's a very entertaining guy. That was one of the best segments ever. Well, that was like the whole, that, that whole run was hilarious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, because it was just so stupid. Like even that Royal Rumble where he eliminates Kane and then he gets thrown out and Kane catches him. And he's just looking like, put me back in, put me back in. Yeah. He drops him, you know? Yeah. Funny stuff. But it's just one of those things like you don't, ex- when I first saw Brian Daniels, I'm like, oh, this guy's badass. Yeah. I didn't expect him to be the, the funny point of Monday Night Raw. Right. And then, you know, obviously that happens. So, but I think good on AEW, you know, and, and Jericho and all those guys for finding, finding new stuff you know and and kind of weaving in it like i I feel like jericho in a sense looked at guevara and santana santana and ortiz and are like okay you need to go do things on your own now and develop your own thing and swagger i think is a really good spot as jericho's heavy oh yeah and and but i mean look at wordlow look how over he's gotten and he was just like literally dude in a suit right yep but he wins that ladder match and looks like he's got a feud with mjf he helps cm punk win the match like they're doing a good job of elevating that younger talent. Well, and and I will say credit to Jericho, whether you love the guy, hate the guy, he has a knack for staying relevant. Yeah, he does. I mean, I, he dude has more gimmicks than anybody I've ever heard of. I mean, dating all the way back to Lionheart. I mean, I don't even think we can count them on both hands anymore how many gimmicks he's had. Well, and then just the subtle changes in his look. Like, yes. if you think about, like... Well, now, because now he's, like, super shredded. You know, he's got the nice jacket with the, like, gloves, like the, almost like Joker gloves. I mean. That's, that's I mean, like, that's why the dude's got action figures that's every week. That's what I'm week. saying. I like, mean, it's smart, though. Yeah, he's he's such an intelligent guy. It's, like, undeniable that that guy is a freaking genius in professional wrestling. And I thought that a lot. I'm like, if you look at, like, the list of Jericho to this Jericho, how many iterations he's had. Yeah. Even though he went to New Japan, he was different, you know. Well, because like, then he, he was the pain maker there. Yeah. And he became the demigod. Um, and then who was he in? What did he call himself in uh, the inner circle? Was he still the dem- demo god? Demo god. Demo god. He had another name. That's what he was. Um, but you know, now it's. But at the same time, even his look changed. Right. Well, like, I don't know if you saw, but at the at the pay per view, they showed. They didn't show Santana and Ortiz, but they showed the other three, and they were in the penitentiary garb, mm-hmm. the inner circle guys, because of that cage match they had where they all wore that. Yeah. And like I think Jericho even had a. And his is like Chris Jericho's Stony Mountain Penitentiary making fun of Jim Cornette's for Smoky Mountain. Which oh, I was like, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You know, and so I'm like, that right there, it's like he he knows, like, if we do this, we'll get a set of action figures. And then at that stadium stampede, they all wore the uh, biker jackets. Yeah. Which they all actually kind of wore those for a while after. You know, those are coming next. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's like he's, and now, like you said, the Joker, you know, uh, whatever jacket and stuff. Yeah. He's doing all these things to get himself more relevant and, and stuff. Actually, speaking of AEW, let's talk about this. Uh, Joey Janela announced that I guess he's more or less leaving. Yep. And not letting, not renewing his contract. Good. I guess. he Yeah. I guess he revealed Marco stunt. They kind of just stopped talking to AEW did according to Joey Janela. Yeah. Um, you know, of course he was kind of the mascot for jungle boy and Luchasaurus. And that mm-hmm. kind of moved to Christian cage being like a mentor to them. Yeah. I mean, one makes sense, one doesn't, right? Yep. What are your thoughts? I mean, I look at it like this. I don't think it's a it's a shock we never saw a Marco stunt figure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they they knew probably like like I feel like two point and Daniel Garcia being associated with Jericho, they got bumped up the list, right? Oh yeah. You know, so not a, not a shock. I I think it's one of those things like, and I didn't say good to Joey Janela as a as a slight to him. I mean I mean that like you know there's too many guys all 
already there, you're clearly not going to be a top draw. Good, because yet now you can go make money somewhere else. Right. Go somewhere else where you can get a little bit of shine. Same with Marco Stunt. I think guys like that, I mean, unfortunately, there's just not enough room for them on the card. And it's just one of those things like it does make more sense to have Christian there with Jungle Boy and Luciosaurus than it does a Marco Stunt. And so he's not everybody's cup of tea anyway. Marco Stunt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just a little goofball. You know what I mean? Like he's a, but make your. I mean, like Orange Cassidy was the same way to me, but that guy figured it out, right? Well, not figured it out. He knew probably already, but he. But Orange Cassidy's a little bit bigger of a guy too. You know, he's a little bit more believable. But still, I mean, he's still undersized for pro wrestling, and his yeah. gimmick is very odd. Yes, for pro wrestling, but he's made it work. But I, I think I think a guy like Marco Stunt, if if AEW were to ever do like a cruiserweight division or something like that, something similar to that, I think he would be a shoe in for something like that if he ever des- if they ever decided to bring him back. But I think he's got to do something to, you know, get eyes back on him. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. It just they're signing so many guys. It's it's not odd that a lot of these lesser known talents are starting to disappear. AEW's going to get to the point where they're going to be like go make yourself a star. And then we'll holler at you exactly what WWE is doing, hundred percent. Because they're going to have to. Because you can't just you can't just say AEW is for everybody anymore. Because it's not. Well, I was watching on the pay per view pre show. They had a six man match, and it was House of Black versus Pac, Penta, and Eric Redbeard. Yeah, five of those guys were in WWE. Yeah, the only one that wasn't was Penta. Yeah, I mean, oh, one of those guys wrestled The Rock at WrestleMania. Well, actually, I take that back. Brody King wasn't, but yeah. he was in Ring of Honor. But it's still, like four of the six, it's like. Damn, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of former WWE talents. Same time, four guys I personally wouldn't have let go. So right. it is what it is. But uh, anyway, uh, Bret Hart, we, we got to touch on that. Um, rumor has it that he might be showing up in AEW and might be. Uh, we kind of talked about this last week, I guess, but it's getting a little bit more likely that he might be the new manager for FTR. Mm-hmm. I know Dax personally is a huge fan of Bret. I'm sure Cash is too. Yeah. Um, that's a huge blow to WWE, is it not? To get Bret Hart as an on-screen character? Yeah. I mean, it might feel like that, but like... And maybe it doesn't matter, but it's just What has like, WWE done with Bret Hart? Nothing. It's but like, yeah. it's like, damn, that would be... That would be so cool to see. And I know, like, he's probably not physically able to do anything. Yeah. Nor should he. But, like, I don't know. To me, it was something kind of cool that Jake Roberts came out with Lance Archer. That Arn yeah. came out with Cody. And, you know... Hell yeah. Totally came out with FTR. And so I always thought that was kind of a cool thing to get these guys involved that way. So I would personally like to see that, but we'll see what happens. I, I, I would absolutely love to see that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I know at one point FTR, in their NXT days, they were going as the mechanics and yeah. they actually wore, you know, the Bret Hart style singlets for a minute. Oh, did they? Yeah. I don't think they wore them too long and they switched them back to trunks, but that would be kind of a fun little change, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It would. I, I personally kind of dug it when Bobby Eaton passed away. They adapted the uh, Midnight Express rainbow. Yeah. And then even wore, I think they even wore the robes on one pay-per-view. And yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. So I'd, I'd be totally down with like some pink and black and then, you know. The leather, like the leather jackets yeah. and stuff and the Hell goofy, yeah. you know, shoulder fringe. Yeah. I'd be all about it. And especially if uh, one of them came out with the anvil goatee. You know Dude, I mean? actually Cash should totally rock that. Hell yeah. Wouldn't that be sick? That'd be amazing. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Well, we don't have any movie or TV talk here, but we have a little bit of toy talk, so why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remainder. We'll bit of toy talk. 
All right, so a little bit of toy talk this week. I got these in uh, last week, and so I wanted to kind of get your opinion. So we're going to knock these out over the next four weeks, but I got the Retros, the new series from Mattel Creations in. So this week I want to have you take a look at first figure, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Um, first of all, and I don't know if you remember, the Retro cards initially were very, very thin. These are a lot thicker and better quality. Uh, the figures look similar to what we saw in the past. He's got a, a removable kilt, which is kind of fun. But here's a couple of things I like better. The back of the card's black and white, like Hasbro used to be. Yep. And the cutout bio card is back, which is a huge thing for me. Two things that I felt like were missing from the retro line. What are your thoughts, though, on just seeing uh, the new rebranding of the retros? I dig it. Um, I mean, it's very, very reminiscent of the old school one. Um which is which is cool. I mean, they definitely look different than the old ones to me. I don't know something about them. I don't know if it's the shine or, or what it is. Something about them look different. So that's actually a reused body. Piper is the Seamus body. Okay, but um, I think Sami Zayn had that body as well. But yeah, they bodies are the same. They may have a slight different sheen to them. I know Hasbro's always kind of had that sheen. Um, I don't. I feel like the paint is like really weird on the head, but I mean, that's there's been just, a lot of weird pa- hate painted heads lately too. Though. Yeah. Um, at least the eyes aren't cross-eyed. Yeah. But you know, it's also, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's cool though. I don't know. Pretty cool. What do you think about, um, about the retro line relaunching as online exclusive, like through Maddie, Maddie collector or not or Mattel creations, I guess is what it's called now. Um, and not going to store shelves, which obviously they had a hard time there. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I definitely think online's probably your best bet. The way everybody who wants them can for sure get them. These sold out within a few hours, so I assume we'll see more with the retros eventually. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought as far as a, a new wave, Piper was an interesting choice because we never got a Piper in gear. Um, Cowboy Bob makes sense for Piper. Mr. T is a really fun one because I feel like he's very toyetic and well, with this whole wave, you can what recreate WrestleMania one's main event for the most part. I mean, you don't have Orndorff Orndorff. That's what we're missing. But, uh, you know, you have, obviously there's Hasbro Hogan's yeah. And stuff. And so like you more or less you can. Yeah. But no, no Orndorff, but mean gene, the first, uh, retro, a manager slash announcer, which I think is a very, very fun thing because I I think that will be my favorite figure of the line. Mean gene. Yes. Yeah. Um, I actually, am going to go present these to you. He, he hasn't had a figure since his LJN. Am I wrong in that? No, he had some Mattel leads. Did he have some Mattels? Okay. He had one recently where they actually had a, a WWE, blazer and you could switch the arms and have a awa blazer okay which was fun he had a couple of mattel elites but yeah not not a ton okay so and he had a classic superstars as well but but not a lot of mean gene figure representation and he really belongs in that hasbro era so to me he fits if you're wanting to recreate those moments like to me I still think it's weird that they never made like that interview stage with Mean Gene, because mm-hmm. that would have been perfect for Macho Man to come out and cut his promo and stuff with the oh, ring yeah. in the background. Oh yeah, would have been killer. So that's that's Rowdy Roddy Piper. Now uh, tournament action, as as everyone knows, we brought back the '90s Telewar, um, and uh, it's a little controversial, man. A lot of people were not not excited about how uh, it was Double Dare versus Are You Afraid of the Dark right out of the gate. Yeah. Obviously, two uh, pretty popular shows. 
And let me tell you, the poll was pretty neck and neck. Um, the winner, 53% to 47%. So just a few votes separated. Yeah. And uh, Double Dare is your winner. Moving on to the uh, to the semifinals, leaving Are You Afraid of the Dark in the Dust. And I know Drew Vinsel is very upset. I'm sorry, Drew. Please don't send me a box of shit. Yeah. I mean, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, I voted for that, Drew, just so you know. I actually did, too. Um, but, uh, you know, I... It's it's sad. I mean, I I have a feeling though it's going to come down to like, are you afraid of the dark and legends? Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, we have guts in there too, though. Okay, but yeah. I think it's I you know I don't know how exactly how the tournament breaks down. Yeah, but, um, but definitely a, a fun first round, and so yeah, double dare moves on. I but I'm not shocked. Everyone loved double dare, right? Yeah. So we'll we'll move into our um, into our next matchup here. So, uh, okay, this week will be very interesting. We'll have Doug versus Guts. Guts. People like Doug, though. Yeah, but it ain't winning against Guts. <laughs> he yeah. had a great theme. Yeah. He had a great theme song. It, it ain't winning against Guts. Patty Mayonnaise. Yeah. Skeeter. Yeah. I don't know. Skeeter Valentine, right? Yeah. The Beats. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, Doug, interestingly enough, went from Nickelodeon to Disney mm-hmm. at some point. And I don't remember... They were a little bit older in the Disney one. I don't remember what the hell happened there, like how that changed. I think Disney just bought it out because they just bought it, it out. Yeah, be, they they were all a little bit older um, there. I think they were like maybe in high school or something like that. Yeah, and it just it wasn't as good. I don't remember. I do remember they actually did make one Doug video game, and I think it was for Game Boy Advance. Okay, always wanted to play it, never did because yeah. I'm like, yeah, Doug was fun. Yeah, Doug it was, funny. It was a fun. It was a fun show. And then Roger was the bully. With the weird hair. Yeah. They all looked weird. Yeah, they all looked a little weird. They were very different colors. Yeah, yeah. like Skeeter being blue. Yeah, and Patty Mayonnaise, I believe, is like a light purple. Yeah, that, right. sound, that sounds right. Roger was green. Yeah, he was kind of a light green, though. Yeah. But uh, Guts, uh, Mike O'Malley, who actually did the show Heels, <laughs> was the host of that. Yeah. And uh, basically kind of a American Gladiators-esque type show, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's young kids, but they're competing against each other in sport-type events. And it was always like random things like riding a bike around the track or going through like a obstacle course or Yeah. You remember like they'd have they'd be on the platform, they'd jump up, down to the ground, jump up, grab a ball, mm-hmm. and then jump back and then try to make a basket or something. It was always kind of something strange like that. Yeah. Then they, you know, had to climb the aggro crag at the end. I think uh hey, it's uh it such a very cool show. A show that I obviously I wanted to be on as a kid. I think we all did. Oh, for sure. Um a show that I probably could not have handled as a kid, though, um, just because of the old the old weight ski. But, you know, is what it is. Well, that's why you need to jump on um, the floor is lava. Yeah. Because then you have a much better shot. Yeah. I I think I still, still to this day, I think I'd be good. Good at the floor is lava. Yeah, that that show, like, had a really fun, like, idea. But that, that was not a fun show to watch, I didn't think. Yeah, it was pretty boring. It was pretty boring. Because like, yeah. the people were so goofy on there. Like, yeah. they were overdoing Over it. Over the top. Yep. I feel like a lot of games. Like, the new supermarket sweeps like that. It bothers me. Is it? I, I want the weird, nerdy people that don't belong on television. They don't I'm even sorry. realize they're on, a, like, a TV show. They just think it's a fun game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what I want on my on my game shows. I think that's the problem is everybody's hamming it up because they know they're going to be on TV. Yeah, I, th- I think they're probably hiring, like, actors, though. Is what I think. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have kind Bad of... Bad actors if it's actors. Well, but yes, I think it's... it's Because, you know, before you get people on those game shows, they always kind of acted a little 
odd. Yeah. And I think that was like the charm of it because they're yeah. just normal. Well, yeah, you need real people. Yeah, there's normal people on a TV show that don't really yeah. know and like, you know, so anyway. But dude, I would love to be on a game show. That's, that's a bucket list for me. Absolutely. That would be my absolute favorite thing. You remember uh, a couple of years back, we actually made the, uh, we had an idea of doing a Breaker and Bane game show podcast. Yes. Never materialized, but that would have been fun. I think it had just been hard to pull off. Don't get any ideas, Breaker. <laughs> I, I We mean, don't need another podcast. I agree, but I think it would have been funny. Yeah. It would have definitely been fun. So anyway, make sure to go vote at BBPH918. Doug versus Guts. So you're saying, you're saying it's Guts? Yeah, it's got to be Guts. I agree, but I kind of want Doug to win. Oh, I, I definitely want Doug As to win. As a sentimental favorite. Yeah. Just because I don't want this to all be the game shows. And we still got one more game show coming up. What we should have done was put the game shows together in the first bracket. That's kind of what I think we should have done. Probably, but we didn't. Too late. Too late. Anyway, um, anything else you want to add before we uh, we get out of here? Uh, You know, we don't have to do it today, but at some point I want to talk some WWE 2K because I want to dive into that game. Go ahead and dive into it a little bit. Okay, we got time? We got time? We're making our own time. time. Okay, fine. Uh, So... (laughs) So I, I recently bought some, wrap my, it up, yeah. wrap it up. <laughs> We're going over on time, pal. Uh, so I bought WWE 2K 22, which is obviously WWE's first offering since uh, 2020 when yeah. they had that whole debacle. The worst wrestling game ever, basically. Yeah. So this game, I feel like has been an absolute love letter uh, and an apology letter to, to the whole fan base. So I've had one crash, um, which was like still before the day one, the official day one drop. And, but ever since that one crash, it's never happened again. The only issue I've had as far as like bad thing is um, they've had troubles keeping their online servers open. So I'm having trouble getting, you know, logos and stuff into the game. Sure. But that's everybody's playing it right now. So they're probably having to adjust. It, it might take some time to get that straightened out. But the gameplay itself is fantastic. So it's a lot of the same game modes um, that we saw in 2K19, Elimination Chamber, Hell in a Cell, all that stuff is still there. Nothing really new, um, no war games, nothing like that, which I like part of me is a little bit disappointed in that. But at the same time, like I give I'm giving them slack on stuff because they literally had to start from scratch again. You know what I mean? So the fact that they were able to keep most everything in itself is just fantastic. I think uh, visually like the the championships look a million times better than even 2K19. Oh, nice. I think they look fantastic in there. So one thing they did obviously was uh universe mode. They brought that back, which that's what we utilized when we were doing PHPW. Um, but they have a new feature where instead of just doing the, the regular sandbox, like what we did for PHPW, you can do um, uh, specifically for one person. So you can have like, you can do a universe mode where you're basically only playing one guy throughout the entire universe and it'll just kind of play, play it out and things like that, which actually kind of saves a lot of time and also is like focused on one person, which I think is a cool little concept. Oh, for sure. Uh, another thing they're doing obviously is the GM mode, which the GM mode has been fun as hell, man. Like that is, but that's been something they've been wanting since the early 2000s. I think it was like 2008 was the last time we saw it, uh, in that game. And that is such a fun concept. I've only been able to win on easy. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'm still trying to like learn how to play it and things like that. But dude, they have this. Uh, so obviously you're, you're going up against a, another GM. I, I did one where it was like me versus Bill because uh, you can use custom, you know, general managers. Beautiful. And um, what it does is like you start out, you can draft eight guys. You can actually draft as many people because I think you start out with $2 million. 
You can keep drafting people until you run out of money or you can stop at eight. I've always stopped at eight because I want to have that extra stuff, extra funds. So when I, you know, start matches, I can do fun matches right out of the gate. Um, but you can do like the only downfall between that is there's really no need to have a tag team division because there's no tag team championship. Mm. Um, but other than that, it's a pretty fun little game And did I have no issues with the, a lot of people were complaining about the time, you know, like, cause you can only go up to 50 weeks. That seemed perfect to me. That's almost a year. Yeah. It's really, really perfect. And you, you hit most of the pay-per-views and then you wrap it up at WrestleMania. It's a calendar year. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, like the last thing I wanted to touch on was the freaking, it's not my career, but it's my rise or something like that. As I think it was what they're calling it. Yeah. It's like basically the career mode that is freaking fun. So you create your guy and actually you can do, um, you can do male or female. Obviously I'm doing the male right now, but like it, it goes through different storylines and things like that. And it's basically, this is what to me makes that so fun is this branching storylines, which means like, you know, any decision you make, you might end up at a completely different end than, you know, somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so every decision you make also um, alters your personality. So whether you're a face or a heel, and I think that's really cool. And, um, and they do really cool stuff. So like I, you don't stay in NXT very long and actually, or you stay in the performance center very long. You get, you get signed to either NXT raw or SmackDown, mm-hmm. one of the three. And so I, did that. I immediately went to Raw, and almost within the first week, I was in a program with uh, Seth Rollins and like Buddy Murphy and stuff like that. And I ended up having to do like a three-on-one handicap match and crazy stuff. And then I ended up right after that getting a Un- United States Championship match. But then I got like injured because Tommaso Ciampa like beat the crap out of me and like injured my. It was really cool stuff, man. Like. I haven't gotten very far in that, but just the whole concept behind it, because it's very social media driven too, because mm-hmm. a lot of the feuds start out on social media. Oh, nice. And um, overall, though, much better improvement, right? Dude, it's 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 got a lot of a uh, lot of reasons to come back to it, which yeah. I felt like 2K20 for sure did not. But even 2K19, like after a while, it's like, I'm kind of done with this. Yeah. You know, um, this has got a a lot of like okay I want to start playing it again because because yeah. even if you go through the whole storyline uh, of the my career you can start all over again and come come back with a completely different ending and so it's amazing it's really cool man so if you guys haven't checked that out definitely worth checking it out I really dig it awesome yeah so two K twenty two man yeah uh real quick AEW when their video game comes out you plan to get that I do yeah so that one. Uh, oddly enough, even Kenny Omega said, like, don't expect this to be as beautiful looking as WWE 2K22. He's like, it's just not going to happen. But they're they're very much more focused on gameplay, which I think is just as important as, like, graphics. I think as long as the graphics their work. F- their first game out of the gate's not going to be as good as something it, that's it, that many years in, in well, development. Yeah, I mean, it, well, and I think they've also, like, said that they want it to be reminiscent of, like, No Mercy and things like that. So if it has more of that cartoon feel, totally cool with it. Me too. You know what I mean? As long as it's fun, as long as there are things in there that, like like I was saying with 2K22, that keeps me wanting to, excuse me, wanting to come back, that's all I care about, you know. I've, I've tried playing. There's this arcade action wrestling game that has a lot of creative things that you can do. But it's like, what's the point in playing it? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, 
wrestling matches. Same with that retro action wrestling. It or just whatever. matches. And at a certain just point, matches. you're like, oh, this is cool for. Th-. That was the same way with that uh, what battleground or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's like okay, it's like a it's a iPhone game. Yeah, and that's fine, but it's like eh, I'm bored. Right. It's like after five ten minutes, you're kind of done with it. It's like oh, if you make enough money, you can buy new guys. Why? Okay. Yeah. So I bought. I bought. You know. Carl Anderson. Right. All right. Whatever. Yeah. It just becomes redundant. Redundant. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out the show. We're going to shout out some of our podcasting buddies. Of course, we've got uh, Jeff and Scott over at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. They drop a new show every Sunday. Check them out. And Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yes. Uh, doing the favor with Eric and Barry is another go-to for us. We love those guys. Uh, they're dropping a couple of shows um, all the time. Uh, you know, watch alongs sports podcast check them out and give them a follow absolutely great guys over there the positively pro wrestling podcast with steven eric's another fun one uh retro look at pro wrestling i think they just did an episode on wrestlemania 11 yep curious to hear that because that was not the best wrestlemania but yeah you know what are you gonna do yeah i don't even remember that WrestleMania. lt bam bam oh Big that's Law. that one the main event yeah yeah yeah. okay i remember that <laughs> oh yeah good times solid wrestlemania absolutely uh the ringside rant with rj check him out as well the leisure and lariats podcast with ruthless ryan davidson yep uh boot to the face with uh marty and rucker check them out absolutely tales from the estate with drew vinsel and his wife caitlin and uh they're the new tag team colin rocco over there so i i heard something on that show because i'm catching up on podcasts i heard something on that show that uh i thought was hilarious in Caitlin said that when she was younger, she had sent a letter to Zach from Hanson. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm assuming. Hey, a, they're Tulsa boys. A love, a love letter. This is what I was getting at. Uh, I just I, I just want you to know, Caitlin. Is he the youngest one? Yeah. I just want you to know, Caitlin, if you ever need me to relay a message to Zach, uh, I've never met the guy personally. <laughs> Basically, but he, I have no help here's, there No, here's the thing. I know I know how to get in contact with him face-to-face. So if I need to relay a message... I can do that for you. How would you do that? Well, I mean, I have contacts who do know him very well. Plus, they have a brewery right here in town. I can go visit. Do they still live here? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They're very they're very much into the Tulsa music scene. Okay. So I, I can I, I have easy access to him if like I really wanted to. He's probably our age, isn't he not? I th- I believe so. And he was the young one, right? Yeah, the brothers are a few years older than us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they have their own brewery here in town. Uh, mm, Hops is one of their uh, best beers. Well, that makes from what sense. I understand. Um, I mean, hey, dude, ninety what ninety eight ninety nine? They were huge. Well, they have their own festival every year in town. Um, every year, I don't know shit about shit. <laughs> yeah, and they uh, they have um. But yeah, they're they're pretty tuned into the music scene. So, like I said, if if I need to relay a message to them. I can get in contact with them pretty easily. She wrote that letter out and it didn't even get sent out because her sisters or whatever found it and read it aloud in front of everybody and just totally embarrassed her. Oh, that sucks. I was like, oh, Caitlin, I've been there before. My brother's done similar things to me. Go punch him right in the nuts. Yeah, that's mean. But yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome if she got to send a letter to Zach after what, 20 years, probably hand deliver it to him and deliver it. No stamp needed. (laughs) Here you go, pal. Save your 50 cents. Who the hell are you? (laughs) What the hell is this? Who the hell are you and what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> awesome stuff. But definitely check out Tales from the Estate. Uh, check out Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. Uh, trivia with Buds with our pal Ryan Budge dropping trivia every single day. Mm-hmm. Howlin' with the Wolf with our friend Jason Wolf. And, of course, make sure to check out his chop shop. He uh, actually just sent me a package. I should be getting it, I think, Monday. It's going to have some doozies in there. So I'm yeah. excited about that. Well, be careful if it stinks, though. I don't think Jason Wolf would say. I hope he doesn't send me poop. Gosh, I, that would be so bad. 
<laughs> expecting <laughs> custom action figures, and I got a big jar of doo-doo. You've been pooped. Yeah. Um, so seriously, though, let's talk poop center before we continue this. There's some people I want to send some shit to. Yeah. Like, it, what's funny is uh, someone at my work more or less kind of alluded to our supervisor that he's like, hey, what's your address? And he's like, why? And he goes, I want to send you a box of shit because we were talking about it. Right. And he, like, really did not take kindly to this gesture yeah. and like really got like Heated. very, very offensive, very offensive that like, don't you dare send me a box of shit. <laughs> See, this is, this is and what, that to me is like, well, okay, you're going to definitely gonna get one now. This is, this is why he, he, this is where he messed up. You don't send it to his personal address. You send it to your work and then write on their attention, whatever the guy's name is. I agree. And that way he opens it in front of people. Right. And that way it's at, at his place of work. Cause that's how I would send it to my boss. I would just send it to like, you know, the place where I work attention, you know, douchebag McGee, you know, <laughs> unfortunately his parents named him douchebag, but yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. yeah. And that way he's like, my God, it's, it's shit again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they do this? Right. So definitely funny. So, uh, yeah, Jason, please don't send me a box of shit. Yeah. Um, Check out pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. In fact, he was just on, you know, it's fake right this past week. Really great guy. And I was on his show as well. So check those out. Um, hopefully, I know he's uh, he's inquired about having you on at some point, which yes. I think would be great. Yeah. And he also, he's actually also inquired about having Bill Benis on. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, hey, you know. Uh, Best of luck. Every, everybody creates their own hell. Yeah. And uh, if you. <laughs> guarantee if you have Bill Benis on, you you are uh, creating a windstorm. I mean, it. It's the equivalent of getting a shit in a box, you know, having Bill Venus on your show. I can agree with that. Unless you get to slap him, but it's over Skype. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also check out Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast with our buddy Richard. And then uh, pulling up, uh, what is it? Uh, catching up with Aaron and Daniel. Check all those out. Um, and then our other shows, you know, it's fake, right? Like I ever mentioned, every Monday. Mm-hmm. Nolds Bar with Bill Venus every Tuesday yep. while you're in season. Yep. And the TV Toy Cast with me and Travis Fowler dropping every Thursday. Yes. Check out all of Bane's music over on Spotify or Apple, mm-hmm. wherever you get your tunes. And if you have a beard or know someone that has a beard, Outsiders Beard Co. is the place to go. Absolutely. Makes that beard look nice. About time for them spring scents. I just got to remember to put them on there. There it is. Yeah, we're getting we're getting closer to spring. We had a couple of cold days here, but it's starting to warm up. Yeah, we got. I think we got a couple more ahead of us, but not too many. Yes. And then all of our shirts you can find at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com. Watamaneuver.net, search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, TV Toycast, Bane, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, PPW Podcast, Boots of the Face, Tales from the Estate, and I think that's all the guys that have shirt stores out there. So check all the Oh, Dobro has one, GBM yeah, has one. So yeah, I told Tim from pulling up a chair, he needs a shirt store. Absolutely. In fact, there's actually an old WWF shirt called um, Just Chairs. Like it says something like on the front, like no this, no guns, no knives. On the back says just chairs, and it's a guy getting a chair shot. Oh yeah, like you should recreate that somehow. Yeah, because your name's a chair shot. Oh yeah. In fact, I'm actually wearing one of our retro shirts today. I pulled it out of the closet. I was like, well, that's fun, and yeah. it's it's an eight bit shirt you made. Yeah, and it's of me and you back from like what 2014. Yep. For some reason you made yourself way more tan than me. I'm still not sure what's going on there. Yeah. I'm wearing a green arrow shirt yep. that you kind of digitized, but the fun, fun design. Yeah. So what had happened, why I'm so much more tan than you is, uh, I, I picked one pixel, uh, from, from my body and then one pixel from your body. And I made that like my whole skin color mm-hmm. on mine and then your whole skin color on yours. And you I, have some Waldo eyes. Having, I bro. just, I just picked the, uh, ended up picking the darkest one for me, but yeah, uh, 
I don't know what the hell happened to my eyes on that, but yeah, I'm 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 Waldo in that shirt. Big beard. I remember when you had that big beard. Yeah, yeah. You don't really do that anymore, but I yeah. haven't had that big beard in a while. I can't, I mean, sometimes I miss it, but at the same time, we're going to summer. Yeah, and it's like I don't I don't want a big ass beard in the summertime. Well, what's funny is I can't have a beard now, so yeah. the idea like if I see a picture with me with the full beard, I'm like, man, that's so weird. I, know. I, I don't know. I guess well, dude, there's times and it might be because like, I've never had it professionally trimmed. I think if I grow it out and start having my hairdresser trim it, I think it might look a lot better. But like when I look at pictures of me with that big ass beard, like it does not look good anymore. Like I don't like the way it looks. Well, trends, right? Yeah. Well, and it's like, while I have it, I'm like, yeah, this is nice. But then when <laughs> I shave it, I'm like, Oh God, like, yeah, <laughs> that looks gross. <laughs> it's weird how things change, but yeah. uh, this is kind of a fun retro shirt. You can get it on our red bubble store. In fact, yeah. I may post it online so people can see it because Absolutely. I feel like it's one people uh, forget about sometimes. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you guys for checking out breaker and Bane's power hour. I'm Brian breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace. Easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. People's champ like the rock. I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.